What's up, y'all? Welcome back to the Matt on Matt podcast. I'm Matt Beery. And I am incredibly nervous about continuing this podcast. Why? Oh, my God. What have we said? Do we have, like, a transcript of, it, of everything that we've said on this thing? <laughs> uh, because I'm pretty sure at one point I joked about uh, Ariana Grande looking like she was 12 but still hot. And that was problematic, to say the least. Now and, that I'm, But, hey, I'm the winner in that one because I definitely said that she was not hot because she looked like she was 12. Yeah, what I'm talking about is things that I'm nervous about that I know are recorded and out there now. Oh, I know. And, I've said a lot of shit. And I, I, my goal is never to be is not to be famous, so I'm not worried about about um, people finding out about it necessarily. But I am suddenly uh, very gaseous and nervous. And you uh, just me is I am actively pursuing fame. Yeah, I know. So you. <laughs> 24-7, yeah, I'm actively that's, pursuing it. That's not good for you at all. No. Did you just, because, did you just say you're 27? No, I said 24-7. Oh, okay, good. Yeah, I'm 27. I, I was like, you would have known that. I, I was just like, um, pause. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. You know what I love? What? Um, this is just a quick side note. I love that my dog doesn't move until yeah. I start recording. And now yeah, he's just flicking around the house. <laughs> Don't lay down. He's a good guy. He's a good guy and I love him. But he decided he needed to eat as soon as I hit record. That's hilarious. <laughs> what up, Bruce? What up, Bruce? I need you to relax over there. Jesus Christ. That's hilarious. But yeah, we got to watch what we say. I mean, right there. Right there. I'm going to get put on blast for... Uh, Dog hating. Animal him. cruelty because yeah. I didn't want my dog clicking. <laughs> uh, we're, we're right now we're roasting this whole vetting process that apparently our president doesn't go through, but our comedians do. Um, Shane Gillis is under fire. He's a recent new performing hire for SNL, and he's under fire for some less than tasteful jokes that he's made. And I agree with a lot of like. I agree with people in terms of like he those were shitty jokes and shitty things to say but I just think the outrage is a little misplaced and um I don't know I also think that this is more NBC's fault than his what's he supposed to do say no I <laughs> guys I may have said some stuff in the past. I may have said some I stuff really that you can't take that'll, this that'll right look bad thing. That, that and it's all out there and ready for you to look at NBC, but I get I don't know. It just it's so I, stupid. I don't give a fuck. I think yeah. I think every single thing is the exact same. It's the whole concept of when somebody's screaming at you, you stop listening to what they're saying. Yeah. It's just like oh, every two days, somebody else said something that. Some people on Twitter don't like, so they don't deserve to earn a living anymore. Yeah. I just don't give a shit. Like, I'm, also, with it. I'm fucking over it. I also think that it's um, two different kind of worlds colliding because he comes from stand-up. Yes. And this is the people that are complaining about this are not stand-ups. No, they're not. They're all improv people and sketch people. And I think that that has a little bit more of a kind of a diverse demographic 
than stand-up does maybe maybe it doesn't actually but but i don't know when, when you're a stand-up I, I i'm not a stand-up but i have you know um taken sketch writing classes at ucb or one and uh i don't know i've done some sketch stuff and so um and had like a comedy web series and shit so hey, I, it was in that yeah well <laughs> sort of unofficially well, i mean we still shot it I yeah still we did fun. <laughs> uh so i, I still gave I a stellar can, performance anyway my point being i do feel like i I, st- I feel like I could weigh in a little bit on this because I don't know. Stand-ups just have to be so much more ruthless. And so they have harsher outlooks a lot. Mm. And I don't like what that guy was saying. And I don't think it's okay necessarily, but it's also just like, he's just some guy, right? I don't know. He's like guy. He's, he's gonna just, make he's gonna make a hundred thousand dollars, and he's probably never gonna get used now. Yeah, I mean, so it's over. He's gonna make a hundred thousand dollars for this year, living in New York City. Yeah, I mean, it's is, not like we're talking about a guy became an instant multimillionaire, right? Right, lead of a television show. Right, I mean, he's gonna he's still gonna need roommates. Yeah. <laughs> He's gonna move in with Kyle Mooney. No, Kyle. Yeah. You make, Kyle's making good money at this point. Yeah. But, show a while, but like, but I don't I know. Think, it's just so ridiculous to me. I think it's just kind of misplaced energy. I, I, I and uh, highly misplaced. And I get the complaints. I get them, but I also just think that it. I think it just needed to be said a few times, and then whatever, and then we see what happens. What he does after this. Also, I don't know if you know this. I saw this today. But, um, well, we all know that SNL, one of their new performers, is the first ever Asian. Yeah. Also happens to be uh, homosexual. Oh, really? Yeah, great on all fronts there. But the Hollywood Reporter published the story. Oh, yes. And they they put the wrong Asian man. Which is just about as, (laughs) I mean, just about as fucking. Why are white people so bad at everything? Why are we so bad at everything? This guy gets hired and then he's immediately like and and rightfully vilified if, if to an extreme degree. And then somebody's like, hey, look at this historic event. Uh, Yeah, that's him. I don't know. Who cares? Nobody will really check us on this. (laughs) <laughs> meanwhile twitter caught you twitter's gonna catch everything you do you're yeah. not gonna get away with anything on twitter and i like it, it the, the shane gillis thing was just like okay another story everybody's gonna forget well, about well that wasn't about that wasn't about his twitter that was about no, no, i know but it all it came out on twitter yeah okay yeah and the funny the hilarious hilarious part about it is that in the cocksuckers anonymous group chat with he who shall not be named yeah we were roasting he who shall not be named we'll call him kyle we call him that's what we call him on here we were roasting kyle for one of the suits that he bought (laughs) and i said that the suit might be cultural appropriation because it looks like a steve harvey suit but I didn't clarify that I was talking about the suit and Steve Harvey. Yeah. So Matt took that as somehow, without Shane Gillis being brought up, 
at all. Oh. <laughs> Matt took that as me saying that Shane Gillis was in trouble for cultural appropriation. No, no, no. The shower. Hold on, hold on. I get into the shower and That's I get out what, like that wasn't a the litany of text messages as to why I'm wrong. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, that wasn't what triggered me saying that. I hate saying the word triggered, but that wasn't what. It was something else that you said. It was out of nowhere. It was like you said that like hours later. You and you said something along the lines of like, "Oh yeah, well since I'm a cis white man, I'm just gonna get canceled." Something really. <laughs> and then and then I thought that I mean because it was right as the Shane Gillis thing was exploding all over Twitter, and you and I talk about Twitter a lot because we're that's a feature of this podcast. And so I figured since it was hours after our conversation, that's what you were referencing. All and right. that's why yeah. I, that's why I was like, come on, Matt, you can't possibly think that this guy isn't getting a little bit of what he deserves. I mean, not, I mean, not even though it was so overblown right. that I, now I feel bad for him. So you know at, what I mean? at 1:11 p.m. Yes. Kyle yes. said, "Can culturally appro- Can I culturally appropriate Steve Harvey asking for a friend?" At 1.31, I said, doesn't matter. Anything you do is a cancelable, cancelable offense. And at 1.38, you went on your SNL diatribe. Oh. Well. It was just hilarious. I get out of the shower, and there's, like, this long litany of text messages. Like, <laughs> and I just responded and said, I'm just going to, I just said, hey, just so you guys know, I have no fucking clue what you're talking about. <laughs> I have no clue. I was talking about Kevin, Su- Kyle, Oh no! Oops. I was talking about I was talking about Kyle's suit and how it <laughs> looks like a Steve Harvey suit. How much money do you think he spent on that suit? You oh, have to find uh, out. A few hundred dollars. I'll figure it out. Don't worry. Yeah, I want out. you to find out. My bet, my bet is that there's a comma. <laughs> you think so? I don't. Maybe. There might be. There might be a comma. He seems like the kind of guy that would do that. Yeah. Just so he could say. This is a one thousand dollar suit. Say, <laughs> just like Will Arnett. Yep, exactly. This is an eighty-three Honda. How dare you? <laughs> I spent twelve hundred dollars on a custom suit, but it was for my wedding. It's <laughs> a special suit. All right. It's very special. But um my favorite part was when uh and I don't know if Kevin was making fun of me or not, but he was something Kevin? like Matt's with Matt's extreme networking skills, he'll be friends with him and he'll be best friends with him in six months. <laughs> and I was like, yes, I will. I am a phenomenal networker and I you will be friends with this guy. You're and, annoyingly good at networking. Yes, I am. It's and like, Matt was, all the, we're like, we'll be hanging out and then all of a sudden we're networking. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, God damn it. <laughs> and then Matt was like, yeah, and he'll constantly defend him as being a good guy even though he has no evidence to support that. And I was like, yes, exactly like I do with you and Kyle <laughs> to everybody that's ever met you. <laughs> I had to do that with Kyle he and had, you. Speaking of I, me having to defend Matt Butterfield to people, we just reopened my new restaurant. And Matt doesn't care at all. Nope, I do not. It's been a year but, in the making. We burned down from a fire. Yeah, and we're the, finally reopened. The owners burned it down and decided to re reopen it because 
That's probably didn't true. get a full insurance if, payout. If you burn a place down for insurance money and then use the insurance money to rebuild the place, that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> Yeah. That doesn't make any that's really bad insurance fraud. <laughs> I'm not saying these people are smart, man. <laughs> I'd say, you know, they were profitable. Why would you burn down a profitable restaurant? Because you're not actually profitable. We're anyway. Um <laughs> anyway. Uh that's here no there. What's opening our restaurant like? Is it fun? Is it, it shitty? We we actually had a fantastic cold open last cold open soft open last night we had a really yeah. great soft open um is that now is that for like invited guests friends and yeah, family it was friends and family last night was mostly um the owners friends and family oh yeah yeah which was fine they yeah, all Alice spoke they tipped the living fuck out of the staff because yes. the food was free but they had to pay for alcohol and dude they were all even 100 percent tips on the alcohol nice it was fucking yeah. We had some newbie servers in there. It yeah. was some some dough. It was, no it was real nice. Um, and one of our servers was working there. It was new or not new? He's coming back. He left after the uptown fire, and he's coming back. And he was there when they first opened the place way back in the day with a certain manager that got fired for cussing you out at the Christmas party. Oh yeah. And um, he came up to me and he was like. I can't believe how smooth this is going. And I was like, really? He goes, yeah. When we did this two years ago, it was a nightmare. Yeah, it was. And then he came up to me 30 minutes later and was like, you know what? I think it's because of you. <laughs> I was like, really? And he goes, yeah. Nobody's scared for their life. <laughs> <laughs> well, good for you. Well, thank you. I'm, I'm good at what I do. I'm, good I'm, going, to, I'm going to a new rest. I'm going to a new restaurant tonight. Where are you going? Uh, it's a place called Kearney's. It's it's in town. It's in Sunnyvale. Okay. Uh, Kearney's. It's in this historic sort of uh, building. Kearney's um, feed shop was what it was whenever I was a kid. It's on the corner of Town East and Beltline. Nice. And, uh, they got shut down by the sheriff's department. For smuggling wild animals into the country. Oh my god. And yeah, storing money. And storing them illegally and some would say cruelly inside of this feed shop. They whenever they busted it, they had hundred and twenty-two illegal animals inside the store. Oh my god. Like I remember being dropped off like or going by this place on the school bus as a kid. And looking in there, and you would always see, like, like one day we looked in, and there was a buffalo in the back there. <laughs> Another day we looked in, there's, like, a ram. Like, a ram with, like, a full head of horns. <laughs> and then eventually they started getting alpacas and llamas. And then, like, camels. And, like, it was wild. And we always just kind of figured, like, they're farmers. That's what <laughs> farmers do. <laughs> <laughs> a ram, a fucking yeah. was it a was it a Los Angeles ram or a St. Louis ram? Uh, I don't know. He looked pretty drugged up. Oh, St. Louis ram then. Yeah, the, <laughs> the, the L.A. Rams are much better than the St. Louis Rams. Yeah. <laughs> this the, like the, I remember whenever we looked back there and there was a buffalo. The buffalo was just like fully sedated and not yeah. moving. 
and it was also really small. It was it was creepy. It was like, oh, poor guy. It sucked. But they got shut down, and so now that uh, I guess that building probably got repossessed and then sold. And some fucking restaurant is opening there, and they have sandwiches and salads and exposed light bulbs. Ooh, they're trying to attract the young crowd. Exposed they, light bulbs. Let me guess, you can also see the bricks in the wall. Yes, you can. Ooh. There's wooden furniture everywhere. Oh, my God. So, you know. Wooden furniture for, for Texans to sit down in and be mean to servers. Yep. Yep. And tip them shit. Yep. So that I Why does this cost $14? Well, geez. Actually. <laughs> Must be a really good Caesar salad. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is a good Caesar salad, you dumb fuck. Anyway, <laughs> we make uh, the Caesar in-house, you fucking piece of shit. Which means that there's going to be anchovies, so don't send it back. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was great. That was fucking hysterical and right on the money. <laughs> And I like that. It's like you're gonna spend like more than ten dollars on a Caesar salad, and there's not fresh fish. You should send it back. There's gonna be fresh anchovies there. <laughs> it's fourteen dollars. If you wanted bottled Caesar dressing, go to HEB, yeah. No, huh? Oh wait, y'all don't have HEB in Dallas. <laughs> no, we have the rich HEB. We have the Central Market. Ooh. Rich H-E-B. Yeah. Well, anyway, I'd like to take this opportunity to go ahead and introduce to you, ladies and gentlemen, back from their one-week hiatus, the Butterfield 8. This is the first segment of our show. This is the first segment. Thank you very much. That was Matt Butterfield on the guitar. The Butterfield ain't sitting around. Stevie Van Zant, how you feeling back there? Oh, shit, dude, all right. <laughs> Why do you sound like Paul Stanley today, Stevie? I don't know. <laughs> so, first up, we first up. You, I guess you would say uh, we tend to attend events, and I got to go to some badassery. Yes, you did. I got, to, got go. to see the man himself. Not only did I get to go to Monday Night Raw at Madison Square Garden, which they had not held Monday Night... WWE had not held Monday Night Raw at Madison Square Garden in over 10 years. Wow. But the special guest of the night was none other than my childhood hero, Stone Cold Steve Austin. The best to ever do it. I almost, I just almost did a Hulk Hogan impression, but I I caught myself. Oh, yeah. No, Steve's way better than Hulk Hogan. Yeah, he's he's way better. Hulk Hogan does this, brother. And Steve gives me, I'm going to just stop a mud hole in your ass, and I'm a walking dryer. (laughs) Oh, that hurt my throat so bad. (laughs) You have any beers you can crush right now? You little lies, you son of a bitch. Fuck yeah. So how was, how was Stone Cold? He was awesome, man. Yeah. 
it's nuts to me. Like when you see some of those dudes, like when Stone Stone Cold, The Rock, even Cena, who I thought for years was bland. Yeah. When you see them in comparison to the way a lot of the modern day uh, wrestlers are, they have so much. There's so much more of a character. Yeah. Than the a lot of the modern guys because the modern guys aren't allowed to be anything. Oh. They're not. This was all covered in a, uh, a a guy who, when he was with WWE, went by the name Dean Ambrose, who now that he's um, with AEW and working independent and also in Japan, um, goes by his old moniker of John Moxley, who's one of my favorite guys. He's fantastic. He said that they would write their interviews and promos for him. They have teams of like Hollywood writers from TV shows and he would be like, and that's not the way wrestling has been done. The guys developed characters that they lived through and that would say the, that would do their promos and interviews themselves. Yeah. Like when you see Randy Savage doing an interview in 1987, that was him coming up with that stuff. Well, now Vince told Vince McMahon told Moxley, John Moxley, Dean Ambrose, it's like we've hired writers, so you don't have to worry about anything. All you have to worry about is wrestling. But that's not what we watch wrestling for. Yeah. We watch it for the people who captivate us with their character, with this thing that they created. And then yeah. Vince also won't even let them wrestle the way they want to wrestle. So it's just it's a whole lot of Blah, blah, blah. But to boil it all down, it was so refreshing to see somebody who is an absolute master of that craft, a master of genre. And in my opinion, I mean, we could sit and go through names, but when you think about the total package of what a professional wrestler is, Stone Cold Steve Austin is the greatest of all time. Because a wrestler has to have, he has to be good in the ring. He has to have great matches. Steve always had great matches. He has to have the personality and the charisma. Steve is the king of personality and charisma. He also needs to draw money. Nobody in the history of professional wrestling drew more money than Stone Cold Steve Austin. Not even The Rock? Not even The Rock. Wow. Steve was, it's, Steve has the record earnings for a single wow. the business. In 1998, really? Steve made $20 million. Well, what about gross? That is gross. No, what I mean, mean? All, like throughout their whole life. Oh, gross, I think. Well, oh, I mean, obviously The Rock went on to a very as a wrestler. Hollywood career. As a wrestler. Oh, as a wrestler, it's Steve. Okay. Steve was the top guy in the industry for five years, and he earned... And drew more money than anybody ever. Uh, We're talking Hogan, Flair, well, Rhodes, he, Rocky, I, Cena. I wasn't into wrestling as a kid, but I still love Stone Cold. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it, I still, I knew who he was, thought he was awesome, thought he was fucking dope. Like, I was just like, that, that guy's the man. He's from San Antonio. He's from just down the road. And he's just kicking ass all over the country. And, but then I never really checked in beyond that. But I, I but that just kind of speaks to your point, which is that he was like a mainstream celebrity. Yeah, he transcended celebrity. all boundaries. Yeah, yeah. And because of him, wrestling was the highest it's ever been. It's wow. never been 
as popular no, than it yeah, was in 19, from 1998 to 2001. That's and it true. was because of him. That's awesome, man. So yeah. fun. You sent me some pretty great videos. Oh, my God. So the show starts <laughs> at 8 o'clock, right off the top. You know, they have the introduction and... Then the you know the lights are going and everybody's like yeah it's raw and then the glass shatters yeah oh dude it was like an eruption like I could feel Madison Square Garden shaking underneath my feet <laughs> it was otherworldly super cool oh dude oh. unreal and he, <laughs> he crushed the beers he gave Stone Cold stunners it was awesome <laughs> it was awesome crushing beers and he had a great little back and forth with uh this guy aj styles who's a big time heel right now and there's this one little back and forth that i loved because the crowd was really shitting on aj styles Uh and um they were chanting asshole at him (laughs) and steve goes i don't know how good your hearing is but you got about eighteen thousand people calling you an asshole (laughs) and aj goes this is why nobody likes coming to new york (laughs) <laughs> AJ from Georgia. And Steve goes, AJ, why don't you put a little bass in your voice? And AJ looks him dead in the eyes. He goes, why don't you shut up, Steve? <laughs> it was just so ridiculous. That's so it was funny. Classic, just stupid back and forth bullshit that I love about wrestling. Well, why don't you just shut up, Steve? That was fucking hilarious. 18,000 people at the garden. There was a laugh pop like it was a stand-up comedy show, man. Oh, it was so funny. It was so, it was everything I love about that. You know what I mean? And then after the show went off the air, like Steve had come, Steve had already come back out after the main event. And the same guy, AJ, like the heel, the face tag, the baby face tag team was in the ring with Steve, and they were yeah. drinking beer. And Steve was like, "AJ, come on in here. I, I want to want bygones to be bygones. I respect everything you do in the ring. You know, I, other you know, outside the ring, I think you're pretty much a giant piece of trash. But when the Ooh. bell rings, I like how you take care of business. And Steve had his beer, his Broken Skull IPA, that he his own personal beer from uh. I can't remember the brewing company, but it's out in California where Steve lives. Oh, okay. And um, AJ was like, you want me to drink a beer with you? And he was like, yeah, come on in, drink a beer. And AJ was like, is it even good? And Stone Cold just looked at the crowd and was like, are you asking me if my beer's good? (laughs) (laughs) Like, oh, it's okay, AJ, don't worry. Get in here. I'm not going to give you a stunner or any of that shit. I just want to drink a beer with you and shake your hand. Because I respect what you do in the ring. They start drinking the beer. As soon as AJ puts that beer to his lips. Kick to the gut. Stone cold stunner. Crowd goes crazy. (laughs) Just perfect. Just perfect. That's awesome. (laughs) Oh, so much fun. Oh, so much fun. Worth every penny. Good. Good. (laughs) That's awesome. Uh, And I saw something this week that I kind of wanted to bring up as well. I didn't go anywhere. And you saw this as as well you also watch this thing uh paper tiger by our boy bill burr paper tiger paper tiger you know did he ever even say that those words no he didn't so i don't yeah. know where this fucking title even well, came from <laughs> i saw i saw a clip of him on joe rogan where he talked about 
he said like paper tigers are turned into monsters and it was about like um uh, uh like cancel culture he was talking about cancel culture and how they turn paper tigers into monsters oh but that wasn't brought up in the special at all well i mean the whole first 20 minutes was about cancel culture yeah and it was pretty amazing holy oh my god like oh I bet this all was invented by white women. Aren't yeah. they the worst? <laughs> you're sitting there acting like you're not sitting this in the same jacuzzi as me. <laughs> and I love him saying that, especially since he's married to a black woman. Yes. They're just like, you white women need to shut the fuck up. Like, <laughs> you have no idea what it's like to have a hard life. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, but guess who does? Yeah. It's like- <laughs> Like your life is maybe a little worse than mine. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> maybe. Oh my god, he's so good. And I just love how he is so unapologetically himself. I don't know. You know, on what we were talking about earlier, and I kind of saw Patton Oswald talk about this on Twitter where somebody where Patton said something about Shane Gillis and, and he didn't like him. Uh, but he was vague about who he was talking about. And somebody said, is this about Bill Burr? And Patton's like, no, because Bill Burr has never had to apologize or even thought about apologizing for what he is and who, who like, or any of the crazy shit that he says. Because Bill is just so good at going and pushing buttons and pushing it so far, but never, ever, like, patting himself on the back for it or like think or or nor does he i don't even think he would agree that he pushes it that much i mean i think he knows that he's a bit of a troll but that's about <laughs> yeah as far, that's about as much as he'll admit to he, is, he, he doesn't realize he doesn't well yeah like he doesn't realize that like a lot of his material is actually very like i don't know it's it's just it's amazing. He's amazing. He's just, he's amazing at what he does. Cause he'll take, he'll say one thing and you're just like, holy shit. Like, I mean, he spent five minutes shitting on Michelle Obama <laughs> and I, and she's untouchable. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like anytime anyone yeah. makes fun of her, I start, I start feeling like, what the fuck are you going to say? But he's just like, he nails it so perfectly. I don't want to do his bits for him on this podcast because he didn't need any help from me but he but he basically like i don't know he's just like where are they getting all this money from everyone's like everyone's like oh my god her her thigh high sparkly boots are so amazing and she owns them and it's like yeah how does she afford four thousand dollar boots books well yeah we know how sold books (laughs) we know how but but he's just but it's an overall point of just like why is she she's getting rich off of being uh, or the Obamas in general are getting rich off of being in office, which yeah. morally is I don't know. I don't know. Morally is 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 a gray area. Yeah, that's a whole nother conversation, <laughs> which is which. But it's the conversation that he has and he right. breaks it down into such like like accessible language and like such uh like like ambiguity morally like you can't really tell where he's gonna go it sounds like he's about to be super misogynist but then actually 
he's being kind of like like he's standing up for the working men and women of America and and people that come from lower stations or have bad luck like you can tell he sympathizes with them but only yeah. after he says awful things about oh, beloved yeah. institutions and people like it's oh, yeah. it's it's just it's my fa- it's my favorite special that he's done um yeah, he's mine all, too like i mean he always gets funnier and funnier um and this is he's, just he's more a craftsman he's a craftsman of the profession all yeah. he like he does acting gigs and stuff and he he likes it just fine uh-huh. but he obsesses over stand up comedy yeah has his, yeah he's a he's also like a historian of the brand yeah. as well a historian of the the art form as well right, right. and it's just like god damn it's like you can't when you see somebody at the absolute peak of their craft right you can't help but just bow down you know right. what i mean like, i mean it's, it's like just amazing Daniel lewis in a movie or yes whatever, you know yes yes like he's literally on that level for that field don't you also love how he totally made fun of louis without saying his name yes <laughs> yes oh my listen God. i understand y'all been through some horrible shit you know up until recently it was you know hey you, hey come into my hotel room and watch me jerk off on this plant like, <laughs> <laughs> stand in front of standing in front of doors <laughs> <laughs> some guy just come out of the trailer with his dick in his hand jerking off vigorously <laughs> <laughs> it's like, well, how else do you jerk how else do you masturbate? You know, passively masturbate? <laughs> <laughs> oh God, man, so he good. fucking he murdered that special. Yes, it was yes. so good. It's and amazing. Then the, the shit with the at the end about the about having to give away his dog. Oh yes. Oh God, that's I remember listening to the podcast when that was going on. It was very upsetting. Oh yeah. I mean, it was just because because they, they did have a. I mean, he talked about that dog. You know how and they special. got that dog, right? Yeah, he talked about it in a special. Yeah, like how it was the guy just walked down the street with this dog, and everybody moves out of the way. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody wants to fuck with this dog. And his well, how his wife like rescued the dog and that was was alone with the dog for like ten days. Uh, in the house, and then all of a sudden he has to come back into his own home that this dog thinks it runs. Yeah, this is my house, motherfucker. And so they had to do all these like crazy like introduction like rituals, and 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 like uh, it took a long time for the dog and him to warm up to each other, but then they became like best friends. But his wife rescued it and was like, she was she was just living by the L.A. River, which if to anybody listening to this doesn't know the LA River is a shit. It's not a river. It's it's, it's an aqueduct. Not, it's an aqueduct. It's the not. The LA River is a man-made way to get water into the LA basin. It's not a river. It's not like this thing is fishing every day. Like this, <laughs> so this so their dog lived by this concrete, like wet, disease-ridden jungle, um, by on its own for. Three months. Jesus Christ. This is a 70-pound dog. Yeah, it's a pit. To stay alive for three months alone. Oh That's not sad. 
as Bill says. That's not sad. That's scary. That's that's a killer. Yeah. That's, that's a, that's wild, man. Yeah, that's that's a killer dog. That's Red Badge of Courage. I don't know. Is that Red Badge of Courage? I don't remember that. So book. anyway, they talk about how they had to get rid of that dog <laughs> because they had a ch- they had a child on the way, and it was just they couldn't really. Yeah, I love he was like, yeah, I can't be that asshole in the news. Yeah. Eat his kid. Yeah, (laughs) like, like, I can't let my dog eat my kid. I just can't. I can't do that. (laughs) That was a very real possibility. So it was an amazing bit about just him dealing with that emotionally and how men deal with emotions. And it's it's a it's a great it's a great comedy special. And everybody should go should watch it on Netflix. It's fantastic. Bill's the man. Yeah. We also are the curators. Well, runners, I, I am the admin. Mods. Huh? I am the only admin because I create the. No, you're not. You're mod. Okay, whatever. Well, we're the. I created the group. And behind. Yeah. The Bill Burr Monday Morning Podcast Facebook group, which is yeah. now over a thousand. Now sh- over. Now over 1,200 strong. 1,200 strong. Yes. Butterfield date. can we get a little bit of jiggity-jang for that? Oh, yeah. Uh, well, uh, your flag to care won't get you to heaven anymore. It's already overcrowded. Your dirty little wars. Is that enough? I don't know. Thank you so much, Butterfield 8. I don't know what the fuck that was, but... John Prine. <laughs> okay, I haven't heard that song maybe ever. I don't really? know. I don't know if I've heard which song was that. Uh, your flag to cow won't get you into heaven anymore. Yeah, I don't think I've heard that one. It's weird because you've seen him live at King's Theater. I have not, <laughs> Matt. We have been through this on this podcast. No, he definitely I played have that. Never that, seen that, John yeah. <laughs> You saw him at King's Theater. <laughs> <laughs> I'm definitely not mistaking you for somebody else named Matt on my timeline. For the uninitiated. <laughs> who may not have heard every single episode we've done. Matt is cu- fucking convinced that no, I didn't saw John Prine at King's Theater in Brooklyn. And when I told him it wasn't me, he was like, shut the fuck up. What? We talked about it the night of. It wasn't me. I've never I, was, seen I texted John you and I said, damn, you didn't tell me you had tickets to John Prine? And then you said, yeah, man, you got to look out for that kind of thing. Or we had that was the exchange. I didn't go to John. Pr- I've never even been to King's Theater. What? Yeah, I've never been to King's Theater. Ever, not once. It smells like mildew. Oh, that's hot. No. <laughs> I am going to the Beacon Theater though in November. What? And I'm pointing at you vigorously in our what? audio medium. Yes. Because I'm going to see. Old jeans himself, Tommy Buns. Lisa Gers. Oh, yeah. Cool. I'm going to go see Tom Sugar. That'll be cool. I'm fucking super pumped for that. I thought you'd be a lot more excited. I so excited. I apologize I'm for bringing excited. it up. Seems like I really put you in a shit mood when I brought it up. <laughs> sure. Sure. <laughs> I'm, I'm not fucking grumpy. <laughs> <laughs> Why does everybody keep asking me that? <laughs> I just, I, I just gotta say it. I adore you. <laughs> I make fun of you because I like it. <laughs> well, should we bring, go to the main event of this episode and make our big announcement? 
Big announcement coming up. Big announcement time. We just signed a television deal. That's not the big announcement. Um, oh, I was trying to will it into reality. No, we're going to commit some plagiarism. Uh, <laughs> Speaking of Tom Segura. Speaking of Tom Segura, um, we are going to try and glom some listeners off of this whole sober October tradition that has begun on the internet via the Joe Rogan experience and participated in it ourselves. That means completely sober for the month of October. Now, there is a caveat uh, as Matt Beery is attending and is probably being a best man or something. I am. I'm co-best man at one of our loyal listeners who totally would love to be shouted out. Colin Nathan Byerly of Houston, Texas is getting married, and I'm a co-best man, and I'm just going to be honest with you guys. There's that. There's no chance in hell I can be sober that day. Right. Uh, um, but I'll stick to only alcohol, no drugs. Yes. Good. Yeah. That's fine. Deal. Yeah, deal. I'll stick to only alcohol. I won't do any drugs. Um, for, just for one day. Just for one day. <laughs> and in fact, and in fact, I'm not that'll... even a drug guy. <laughs> like, it's yeah, funny. I know. For sure. Yeah. Uh, but, uh... <laughs> uh um... So yeah, <laughs> I just keep laughing. Anyway, why are you um, laughing? I don't know. Why am I laughing? What's um, so funny? <laughs> I have no idea. Uh, so what this means is that Matt and I are going to be facing reality face on, head on, <laughs> um, which is the realest drug of all. Um, oh, I think that what you're about to learn is that there are 24 hours in a day. <laughs> Dude, I don't drink that much. Okay, Not sure. Since you left. Yeah. <laughs> I drank a lot more when you lived here. Uh, you were like, hey man, I had a I had one thing go wrong today. Wanna get fucking blitzed? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wanna go meet some some tourists and <laughs> ride yeah, that out go there. to a random bar in the village and meet meet a couple of tourists and uh, <laughs> hang out with them all day long. Take them to Katz's and then ride to Staten Island Ferry with them. <laughs> and then learn that they think that you're like a gay cop or something. <laughs> and like, then them again when they come back to New York, which I did. <laughs> oh, you did? Yeah. I they were so her. annoying. <laughs> I had a good time with them. They were a touch conservative for my taste. Yeah. And that the, de- the guy was just so weird. You remember when he almost got into a fight? Yes. And it was just like out of nowhere. I, I like, don't know. It was like, it was just like, well, I'm like, not going to back you up. Like, no, like, like <laughs> in the Midwest, people have words and then fight. In yeah. New York, people have words, cuss each other out, and then say, yeah, take it easy. Yeah. And then it's like, <laughs> all right, we're going to go to a different bar, or yeah. we're just going to go to the other side of this bar, which is five feet long, and ignore each other for the rest of the night. Yeah. But it was so weird. It was, like all the like I didn't even like some guy was smiling at him. I remember that's why he got mad. Yeah. He's like, why are you smiling at me? <laughs> and then he looks at me and you like, why is he smiling at? Me? And I was like, yeah, I, I think he's just probably wants to suck your dick. Yeah, man. Maybe he we wants. We are to... in the fucking village. Yeah. Well, th- this was in financial district at that well, point. Yeah. <laughs> Same thing. Yeah. Same thing going on. You're in New York City. Yeah, all you're in New York. are off here. 
if a man holds eye contact with you for like for ten seconds, you know, you know that Will Smith song, just cruising. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, baby, I don't care. Anyway, uh, so we're gonna do sober October. Uh, October, which means no more meeting tourists. No more meeting tourists. No more incense burning for me. <laughs> no more. Oh, which is gonna be a hell of a thing. But I'm kind of looking forward to it. Um, to clear your mind. Yeah, yeah. Plus, once I immediately start back up again, it'll burn even more. You know what I mean? <laughs> What's really gonna piss me off? You know, a you know, I go out one or two nights a week and have some have some brews. Yeah. Some beers or some Manhattans, mostly with Kyle. Yeah. Um, but really love when I get off work and I come home and pop an edible and just lay on the couch and watch TV. Hell yeah. Those are just the best. It's the best. You guys get stoned and y'all go out in public. Yes. <laughs> Not me, man. <laughs> Any That's, time of day. It's the only time in the world where I'm an introvert. <laughs> only time. It makes me extroverted. It makes me introverted. It, it, I, I, I bet I become a shut-in. And part of uh, uh, moving along in this um, is that something that uh, Joe Rogan and company do is that they always have a physical challenge. But Matt and I are fat pieces of shit, and we don't want to do that. Uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> or like I exercise, and I'm sure you exercise a bit too. Uh, uh, me on and my own basketball a lot lately that's cool yeah i I mean i i like to do exercise to me is very private and very embarrassing (laughs) you know what i mean that was the funniest way i've ever heard that's exercise to me is very private like that's like that's a lot of like people like oh it's a very it's a very private experience that i have they're talking about like I don't jerk it off. I don't know. They're not talking about going to the gym. Like <laughs> I don't like talking about it. I don't like talking about my times, my <laughs> weights, how out of shape I am. I don't like being under a, par- a, a microscope. It's just it makes me feel bad. <laughs> Very private and embarrassing. <laughs> oh my god, I'm dying. <laughs> so we are going to instead begin hobbies. And this can be based off of a hobby that you've previously been interested in or uh, have always wanted to do um, or maybe casually take part in. I don't know. Um, ideally, I think it should be something that isn't just like, like don't start smoking Cubans. No. Every every other day, like you know what I mean. But uh, have any ideas of what your hobby might be? Yes. Okay, let's talk about it. Legos. Okay, that's fun. I'm already doing Legos a little bit. I still have yet to finish my Volkswagen Bug. Okay. Um, but I think it'd be cool just to get a couple of other little projects going like that. I mean, it, you can knock that shit out in a two days usually. Yeah. Like so, it could occupy some time. I might, as I still have all my old guitar in storage that I never learned how to play, I might pick that up. I might try to learn how to play a song. I'm a terrible, terrible student of the guitar. 
I didn't know that you even had a guitar. I had a guitar because I signed up for guitar class in college, and I dropped it three weeks in. <laughs> what kind of guitar do you have? I have a... It's like a Yamaha acoustic. Nothing special. Yamaha. I'm in there favorite, by a fucking Taylor. <laughs> my, Yamaha is my favorite um, dirt bike and piano store. Hey, there you go. In the same store? What do you think, Matt? I'm, I'm hoping yes. <laughs> no. I'm just saying that they make both. They make, like, everything. It's super uh, weird. They have Yamaha uh, guitars, pianos, and then Yamaha, like, motorbikes. Well, I'm disappointed. I want to go to piano and a motorbike in the same store. I'm also, sure- it's a motorbike. Which is very 1930s of us. Well, it's not. Yeah, Matt, you gonna go get one of them motorbikes down there? Want me to say motor? Want me to say a motocross or a dirt bike? (laughs) No, I'm gonna go get me a motorbike. See? Yeah, see. Never gonna catch me. See? Not gonna do that, coppers. (laughs) You have to catch me first, and you never will. (laughs) Why this thing? Motorbike sounds. This thing can go 18 knots. (laughs) I think I sounded more like a weed eater. That's what the, that's the kind of engines that they have. That's uh, true. Yeah. But anyway, so yeah. Uh, yes. I might, like, buy an Xbox. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> buy an Xbox. Yeah, do that. We'll play, play it online together. a game in over 10 years. Dude, we could, like, crush it on, on hockey and Madden. I could oh win at hockey. You could win at Madden. I'm so bad at Madden. It's infuriating. <laughs> it makes I could do me... Like my- so mad how bad I am at that. That game is just like, it's like, I don't even understand. It's like you hit buttons and it doesn't always work. <laughs> I'm hitting Y. Y is wide open. Throw to him. Well, yeah, just throw it. <laughs> Why'd you get sacked? This is bullshit. So that's what we're going to do. We're going to try and get some listeners. Try and get Maybe some I'll discipline. Go to, Maybe I'll go to pro wrestling school. That'd be interesting. There's a really good one out in Queens. Um, really? Yeah. But I don't know if they have one month doing this for my podcast classes. So right, right, right. Wrestlers, like comedians, tend to be very protective of their craft. Oh, sure. And I mean, like, to the yeah. like, you know how comedians only hang out with comedians? Right. Like, my old roommate, uh, she's a stand-up comedian in the city, and she's always said, yeah, we should get together and have a drink. But all she hangs out with are comedians. Yeah. So like, we can never hang out. She's like, oh, with my comedian friends. And I'm like, oh, okay, I get it. Like, if she's with her comedian friends, I'm not welcome. I'm what's known to them as a civilian. Yeah, that's what they call us. Yeah. Isn't that so I'm stupid? Civilian. Wrestlers are the same way, except they call non-wrestlers, they call them marks. <laughs> like hitmen? More like the fact that fans used to be called marks because they were, well, first of all, there was a whole uh, secret language in the wrestling community because back in the day, the business used to be protected as in like people, they wanted it, believed that it was real. Oh, yeah, yeah. So marks as in, actually, the term marks started back when wrestling happened a lot in the carnival circuit and at like fairs. Huh. where they would pick marks out of the crowd to be the people that they were going to 
challenge to fight. Oh, okay. Yeah. But then it just generally became fans, and now a lot of wrestlers just refer to Marks as anybody who's not in the business. So, civilians and Marks. There you go. Sober October. <laughs> anyway. Um, uh, that's what we're going to be doing. Starts in a couple weeks. So much. You're going to what? Try not to pontificate so much. I'm, I'm interested to see what this is like. Yeah, dude. I don't know. What's the longest you've gone without smoking weed since you started <laughs> weed? Easy. I mean that like a dick sense. I just I'm I don't know. Really curious. A month, month or two. Really? A month. Yeah. In sober months here, you smoked weed the entire time. But then I moved and I didn't know where to get any. Ah. Because when you asked me to do this, I was like, I turned to Andrew, I was like, only. Yeah. If he doesn't. Yeah, yeah. Because you yo. smoke weed way more than you drink now. Shit. Yo, 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 yo. <laughs> oh, sorry. I thought this was all like common knowledge. It is, but it's also like, like not legal at all in the state that I live in. Ah, fuck it. <laughs> decriminalized? Uh, yeah. It's decriminalized and it's medical. In yeah. You should read a book. You know nah. that? Books are overrated. They are. They really are. Books are for you liberal Dems. They're for you drinkers. So far. <laughs> I guess that's all we got. That's what we got. Oh, man. We got to get better at this whole podcasting thing. Yeah, I know. I don't know if this was good or not. We'll do it. We'll put it out. <laughs> Actually, I had a lot of fun talking to you. So Yeah, yeah, that's fine. If they don't like it, they can eat Fuck a em. butt. Fuck them. Fuck them. They can eat a butt. All righty. Well, I guess that's it for this week. Yeah, that's it. Um, this episode was thrown together a little quickly, mostly because I'm going out of town. I'm going to Philadelphia. Going to go drink cheap beer and eat cheesesteaks, which Sounds is good. the opposite of Sober October. Yes. Um, but, yeah, I'm, I'm excited about going to Philly. I think it's going to be a good time. I think it's a damn good town. You know? I've never been, and I still want to oh, go. Shit. You should come. Fly up. Fly me up. Use some of your use, use some of your miles. Fly fly up. Yeah, yeah, we'll figure it out. <laughs> um, you know how the rich stay rich? How? They don't give people their miles. And they scam people. <laughs> and they kill everyone in their path. Um, ah! <laughs> be prepared to die. All right, Matt Beery, you can follow me at MattBeery06 on all the social media. Please feel free, send us questions, comments, concerns, hate, love, preferably love, to MattOnMatt at gmail, MattOnMattPod at gmail.com. And you can find me at Twitterfield on Twitter. I can't play and sing that at the same time. Uh, uh, <laughs> at the same time. Uh, you can find me at Twitterfield on Twitter. At Matters on Instagram and everything else Matt said. Yeah, buddy. I want to say a final farewell to the Butterfield 8. We'll see you guys next week. Gabagool! Hey, Steve, are you going to be here next week? Fuck yeah, you. man. I'm going to be here with lots of Gabagool. And I'm going to yeah, fuck your wife. Oh, don't you do that. I'll kill you. Um, anyway, Steve needs, uh, Steve needs his medication. He's losing his mind. Um... Yeah, that's it for us. Adios, y'all. Adios.
fuckers. Yeah.